Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 173. The Vrabold never worked with Matt LaFleur before hiring him of Sodes. Okay, touche. Touche. Last week we went on a, yeah, we uh, hand raised, hand raised. We went on a big rant last week about how Vrabel never works with anyone. Um, he's never he's never worked with previously, and uh, bad seventeen Durango, aka Dave, is here to tell you, hey, tighten up, idiots! You guys are wrong. Not so like, fast, hey. my friend. But is, I'll is, say this: is Lafleur a shining example of that working? You know, no, no. Do you, do you no. consider Lafleur because he was only here? He was only with the Titans for one year. How did, do you consider that season as a success? I feel like when he got hired by the Packers, a lot of Titans fans were like, "All right, whatever." I, I was mean, good. I was I was glad to see him go. And yeah. and I'll, I'll say two words about about Matt Lafleur's time as the Titans' offensive coordinator, Luke Stalker. Mm-hmm. I will never forget it. I will never. It's like nine eleven and Luke Stalker getting handed the ball on the goal line on fourth and one against the Texans. Never forget. Yeah, that, is that the single worst play in Titans history? For me, it's up there. For me personally, will I say single? Oh no, no. Like there's more not. tragic events that have transpired yeah. in the Titans, but is that the worst call? I guess you can't. It's Ooh. not the worst call. We just had a you know two year sample size of Todd Downing calling awful plays. Yeah, that probably jumps I, that. But the stalker thing, for whatever reason, it sticks with me. I, although you could say the Malik Willis end around. Um, is up there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, honestly, Downing, any play, any Downing play from the last take. two seasons, I think, is up there. It's like if there's a top ten list, you you're gonna squeeze all every play from the last two seasons into that top ten. Like you're gonna just stuff it in like an overpacked suitcase, and you're just gonna try and get that zipper shut. That is the last ten years, and I mean, g- the first play that comes to mind is that that freaking random uh throwback pass against the Jaguars where Traylon Burks nearly threw it. We had no idea what that play was or what it was even designed to be. That's just how bad of a play call that was. And that was like, that was uh, Todd Downing, like getting cute, but I'll say that I I like the concept and I like the idea because the lateral is definitely not used enough. Right. Cause there's so much, there's so much meat on the bone. Oh yeah. 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 When you have a guy trailing you like that and Kelsey did it a couple of times this past season. Yeah, yeah. The Chiefs have like found a way to like kind of creatively execute it. The Titans, I mean, under the leadership of Todd Downing, I I trust that about as much as as I trust uh, you know, uh any a guy by the name of Liar McLierson. You know, like I would <laughs> not comparing Andy Reid to Todd Downing is comparing like 
apples to crowbars. I mean, <laughs> it really is, <laughs> really is. But uh, real quick, the 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 worst plays that come to mind: Drew Bennett's drop in the end zone. No offense to our one of our favorite uncles, um, Algie uh, in the end zone, or or the, are you talking about the Patriots playoff game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was uh, tragic. Algie Crumpler's fumble. fumble inside the 10 yard line. That one was uh that was terrible. Um, I would say just about I would say the pick play, the the padded batted back up into the air pick play against the Bengals in the playoff games up there. Yeah. Because that was momentum Honestly, was is... shifting. The Titans win that game if that if that pass doesn't picked up. No, you're uh, totally even, right. you survived the other two picks. You don't that one was the backbreaker. Uh, it, uh, this is a great time for Tuppers. If you guys have an idea for the worst play, yeah, why don't you why don't you tweet that at us? We we're, we're and we'd love to talk about all of the, the shortcomings and failures of the Titans history. This is a great insight as to who doesn't hit the thirty second skip ahead uh, and just goes to the intro, like who who skips over the cold intro. So any Tuppers out there want to give us the your worst plays in titans history uh you can send them to us at tighten up pod at tighten up podcast on instagram uh again thank you to bad 17 durango on twitter our guy dave for uh submitting that and completely uh just uh, uh taking our faces and sticking them in the mud he, they we, gotta keep us in check too they know? do and we respect that look is that the first time we've been wrong no is it going to be the last? Of course not. Not even in the next 10 minutes, probably. Just wait until this <laughs> sode starts. We're going to get so many things wrong. And that's your reason for listening. If that's ever like a a, <laughs> a commercial or an endorsement for a podcast, I don't know what is. But we've got a lot to get into. And surprisingly enough, not DeAndre Hopkins. I know you guys are probably like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins out. Well, don't worry. We've got some other things to get into this week. Uh, Nicholas Petit Free Air. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, he won't be seeing Free Air, at least for the six, first six games of next season. And uh, Hassan Haskins, what uh, the hell, dude? And also, a bad week for the Titans. God. Well, 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 you say uh -oh. that, but then Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips. Dun, 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 we'll get into all of that, but not without getting a word first from our friends at Relax the Back. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, this is the place for you. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain. They've got zero gravity chairs. They've got recliners. Anything that you can imagine, if your den is not set up the way you want, if you don't have that comfortable chair that you look forward to getting home and sitting in after every single workday, go to Relax the Back. They've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night. You got a, a two, your mattress is too firm. You don't like your pillow. They've got it all. They've got the, the, the most up-to-date sleep technology in the game over at Relax the Back. They'll have you waking up and feeling great every day. So go check them out at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over in that shopping center by Hillsborough High School. If you're unable to get there in person or you don't live in Middle Tennessee, you can check them out online. They'll ship any of their items to you at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. With all that said, let's talk Titan. I 
What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is July 6, 2023. And if you're wondering why this podcast came a day later, sorry, Jack and I were busy being patriotic. Uh, because we would like to wish a happy belated 247th birthday to Uncle Sam himself. And that's an actual uncle. That's not an uncle. He's not he's not been a guest on this podcast. We're talking about Lady Liberty, U.S. of A. Happy birthday, America. A tr- uh, 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 one of the truest days on the calendar. Oh, baby. It was a good one. And now normally uh, in the... Uh, also, not to interrupt, happy birthday to an actual uncle, Jim Wyatt. Jim Wyatt, that's right. Is, but you is know what? His, is his we, birthday... For, his birthday is 4th of July. I, yeah, I believe so. And you know what? I believe so. The yeah, great, look, I'm not good with birthdays. I'm not good wow, with birthdays. Dude. I've got both of my brothers. I've got my mom's. I've got my dad's to within two days. I I, I can't nail it down. But... Okay. That, that's just a, that's just a deficiency of mine. But yes, we are the Titan Up Patriots this week. The Titan Not the New up. England Patriots. But. No, yeah, it's it's completely different. Um, we normally we would start off by talking about DeAndre Hopkins, and we would find some sort of topic to talk about him, considering he still hasn't chosen a team yet. And you know, there's been reports: all oh, the Patriots and Titans are leading the way. Oh, go figure. The two teams that he actually visited are the leaders for landing DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, cool. There's not a whole lot of news on the DeAndre Hopkins front, uh, but Jack and I, that doesn't stop Jack and I from the last two weeks of talking about him and why he will work or why he wouldn't work. Um, but I'm pretty sure, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about how people within the Titans organization listen to this podcast, the front office. It's that's been proven to us before in the past. And, um, Obviously, you know, we got Young Buck added to the pregame playlist just because of the work that we've done on this podcast. But um, I think, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a couple of players listen to this podcast. I think a I think they have listened to our last our last few sods, and they have heard our. Uh, I, I don't want to call it discourse, but maybe just, you know, personal takes on DeAndre Hopkins coming to Nashville and joining the Titans. And I think they're just sick of all of the DeAndre Hopkins talk. And they're like, we, I, there's something they let's tighten up idiots have got to talk about something else for once, please change. Give me something new to listen to every Wednesday, or in this case, Thursday, whenever a new tighten up podcast, sode drops. And those two people are Nicholas Petit Friere and Hassan Haskins because they came out swinging, making some news of their own to force our hand to talk about them and not DeAndre Hopkins. Jack, let's go ahead and start with the lighter of the two, just because I don't know if I want to do any heavy lifting right off the top. Nicholas Petit Friere, uh, at a position where the Titans are already pretty damn thin is only getting thinner, at least for the first six games of next season. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is just not how you want to start the season. And I mean, MPF is what the, the lone returning guy at his position on the offensive line brewers back, but he's getting kicked to center. So 
It's definitely a blow. And this rule is interesting. It's Jameson Williams was the first guy to get suspended for doing this, not for gambling, but the six game variety is when you place a bet on a sport, not the, not named the NFL, right? You can bet on anything. NFL players can bet on anything besides the NFL. Yeah. As long as they're outside the team facility. Right. NPS yeah, it, did his his betting inside the Titans facility. That's why he gets the six games. They're they're obviously cracking down on this. They've got technology to track these guys down now. I, I, I Jameson Williams, when he got suspended for the Lions, said that he was unaware of the rule. He didn't know that that was not illegal or that that was not legal. Right. Right. I don't. And, I don't want to put words in NPS mouth, but like, I just wonder how well explained that rule has been across the NFL. Now, now you better believe that everybody's going to be, you know, on the straight and narrow when it comes to the gambling policy the NFL has put in place, but tough blow for the Titans there. Yeah. It's like uh, doing drugs in middle school. You know, you can do them. You just can't do them on school property. Can't do them in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. You, you really cannot. They can bust you for that. And the NFL saw a little bit of smoke coming out of one of their stalls. They kick open the door, boom, they're sitting Nicholas Petit Friere lighting up a joint. And it's like, look, <laughs> NPF, man, if you want to do this at home with your deadbeat parents or, you know, whoever allows you to do this kind of activity at such a young age, you can, but you cannot do it on school grounds. And for that reason, you're going to be expelled. And uh, so six games next season. This feels very similar to when Taylor Lewan lost four games to, um, uh, PEDs a couple seasons ago. It's not, um, it's not great because obviously you're counting on NPF to be one of those. I mean, this is already position that is, it's scary to think about. It's a position that you're like, I don't know what to expect. They were obviously ranked dead last in passing grades last season. When it comes to the offensive line, we know the rushing attack wasn't much better. I mean, if you don't have Derrick Henry in your backfield, the only Lord knows how he got to 1500 yards last season. So you come back and now you've, you know, credit the Titans. They've done their, the best that they can to kind of restock the cupboard at offensive line and try and make it a little more full to the point where you don't need to bring back a guy by the name of Dennis Daly, which I know I just, uh, well, he's gone in Arizona now with old Monty Austin for it. And the Titans by restocking yeah. it. I mean, they didn't, they didn't exactly go to whole foods and restock that they, they, they made a short drive down to Aldi. Oh yeah. Look, patch that cupboard right back up. But I mean, with the, where it was at, I mean, like I think, Titans fans are just hungry for anything. At yeah, this point. they were eating out of the trash last season. Yeah, it's like, look, I will gladly get some Aldi offensive line than uh, this used carton of uh, this carton of used eggs in the <laughs> trash can. It's gross. Um, so Nicholas Petit Friere, it kind of sucks, and um, I I don't want to say, and and I I feel like uh uh. Mike Herndon has done a really good job of this on Twitter of like reminding people of like, look, just because you got a few new names on that offensive line doesn't mean that it's fixed. You know, a lot of people are like, okay, well we fixed the offensive line. We drafted a couple of rookies. Um, it's going to be a better offensive line this season. Like 
we're just kind of writing that off as like a sure thing. We don't know. And by losing NPF, a guy who has been, who, who was decent last year on an offensive line that was God awful. It does hurt. It does sting a little bit. Plus you don't have a ton of depth at the offensive line position to begin with. So in those first six games, if someone goes down with an injury, you very well could find yourself in a, in a situation that you were in last year. Now, granted, I don't think it's as bad because I honestly, I don't think it's physically possible to be as bad, but I don't know. This is just not, it's not a good feeling entering the season. Yeah. When looking at kind of replacements for who could slide over to right tackle for those first six games, I think you, you absolutely go to Daniel Brunskill who was signed over the off season. He, Comes over from the 49ers. He was a versatile guy on the offensive line. He played a little bit everywhere. But the problem is he was slated to be the right guard. So if you kick Brunskill, who, by the way, has over 300 snaps of experience at right tackle, Mm -hmm. over to right tackle, well, who are you going to plug in at right guard? Because Dylan Radins towards ACL in December, and God, I don't know how much longer Dylan Radins is going to be in Nashville. But for now, he's here. Then you've got, I mean, do you want to do you want to move Aaron Brewer off of center to right guard? Does Jamarco mm-hmm. Jones fit in there? Jordan Roos, perhaps, who was at Taylor Lewan's Beer Olympics, by the way. Um, I don't know if Corey Levin's still on the team. Uh, Jalen Duncan is an interesting option because the Titans picked him in the sixth round of this year's draft, and he's a big dude. It's not often that you can plug and play a sixth rounder at any position in the NFL. But I mean, right. Trey Smith fit in pretty well with the Chiefs, well, and especially especially at a position of such high demand. Trey oh, yeah. Smith, I feel like, is the exception to the rule because Trey Smith he, was just a big-bodied human being to begin and, with, and like, he fell because of health issues. Or, exactly, or supposed health very issues. Trey Smith was a very talented guy that the Chiefs got a steal on, and honest, frankly, it's not fair. And those guys don't come around often. So those are your options, though. I don't think that you're comfortable with any of them. At least it's only six games, I guess, is yeah. the bright side. I mean, I mean often, it's a third. It's a third of the season, essentially. But, um, but yeah, you're right. At least those, like by hasn't the first like you know I guess first four last year were important. The first five six games are so incredibly important to the Titan season just because of the injury issues we've seen in the past couple of years. They get so thin late in the year. Mm-hmm. You've got to start hot. You've got to capitalize early. And without the one guy coming back on the offensive line at the same position he played last season, I mean, you're in a real bind. Well, and, I mean, you say the first, you know, four games. I say the first game is important because this is a team riding a seven-game losing streak that is, look, I, those gaskets are going to get hot. If the Titans come out week one and lose like they, the Titans tend to do Titans love to lose that week one game. They just love. Well, to. they've been it's good like under Vrabel, haven't they? I, I mean, other than the Giants last year and then the Dolphins Arizona Cardinals he... uh, a couple okay. years ago. All right. I mean, right. I, I don't think I don't think I think it's a Vrabel thing. I think you're Dave Durangoing me right now. I, I am. I am bad. 17 Durangoing your ass. Uh, Looking... It is week one has been a a hellacious hellscape uh, over the last Vrabel. You look at the Titans' first six games, and you're going to face some solid pass rushes. You got New Orleans coming to town. Yeah, you've got L.A., who might be the most talented defense on paper in the NFL. Then you've got Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith coming, to, or you you go to Cleveland and face Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith. Then you've got the Bengals at home. You've got the Colts on the road. The Ravens in London. Right. Those are tough pass rushes I, to where you've got to really figure things out fast. But I will say, at least they figured this out now. 
where you still have the entire training camp in front of you to where you can really experience or experiment with different right tackles, see who fits best. Yeah. So that That's, I guess, the bright side of this. A lot of joint practices, too. Uh, a lot of joint practices this this coming training camp. Um, Jack, I, I I don't have the schedule in front of me, but you said is it the is the Bengals coming to town or the Bengals? The the Bengals are coming to town. Oh wow! Okay. October one, the, week four. I thought it was the Bengals, but okay, the Bengals got it. No, um, the Bengals aren't on the schedule this season. I I will say I don't think this NPF news changes Jack and I's predictions for the season though. I still have them slotted to go even with NPF out. Um, yeah, I still have them to go seventeen and zero. Yeah, let me flip back through and see what I got here. All bias aside, of course. Oh, uh, yep, seventeen and zero for me. I don't think that's changing either. Yeah, seventeen okay. and zero still looks good. Okay, cool. Jack. Um, now on to the more serious of the two news topics. Um, you know, it's a little questioning when the Titans really almost did the same exact playbook that they did last year under John Robinson in the draft when this year ran Carthon went quarterback running back in back-to-back picks. And uh, obviously last year getting... Um, uh, Malik Willis and Hassan Haskins and back-to-back picks. And this year going Will Levis um, and, and Tajay Spears and Tajay Spears in back-to-back picks. And you were like, why did they do that? Now, I don't think these two are related, but I will say it's probably a good thing that they did do that this year because Hassan Haskins, and look, I'm going to say this up front. Innocent until proven guilty. I think everyone's granted that right as Americans. But the details surrounding this Hassan Haskins story. My goodness, dude. Seriously? Like, really? If if any of this is even remotely true, I think the Titans kick him to the curb harder than he committed any acts of violence on his girlfriend. But Jack... I don't know. Do we want to get into the details of this? I mean, I feel like we should. I feel like we we kind of have to just read it verbatim it's, as to what we yeah what we've read the details. I mean, it's just it's pretty ugly. It's not like graphic or anything, but I mean, it's 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 ugly, and I mean, it's hard to read. Kind of. I think we I think we do just to kind of paint the picture. And I mean, because I understand that football is one thing, but you know, this it it, it has a lot to do. There's this this situation, this case, whatever you want to call it, it it does have a big impact on what the Titans are going to look like at running back this season. So yeah, I mean, let's just uh, do you want do you want to just hop into it? Yeah, let's just All rip right. the bandaid off. Um, so uh, there were two incidents here. Okay, one way back in June twenty second, it was Haskins and his girlfriend Makaya Green. They got in an argument. Um, Green threw Haskins' shoes on the floor. Haskins told her to stop. She didn't. And he pushed her to the ground, threw her on the bed and strangled her. Um, the fight, according to the report, continued with the two slapping each other. The Titans said um, they are aware and gathering information, yada, yada, yada. Uh, then they have a second incident. Um, this happened, I believe, at Bourbon Steak downtown. It started at Bourbon Steak downtown, which is a great restaurant. Um, 
I, I have to give it give it its props. But Haskins left Green at the restaurant, and she had to take an Uber home. Obviously, that's bad, um, but not nearly the worst thing that happened here. Obviously, uh, let's see. He so when Green got home from the Uber, she threw a glass at him, ran for the bedroom. Haskins kicked the door down. They started to argue. She ripped a five thousand dollar chain off his neck. Um, he smashed her phone in retaliation. Then Green grabbed Haskins' phone. And when she opened it, there were Snapchats of naked girls, apparently, um, which is, you know, that's going to cause some strain on the relationship there. Uh, the Green smashed Haskins' phone. So a couple of phone smashes here. Then Haskins told the police Green attacked him with a broom, choked him from behind, and threw his PlayStation 5 against the wall, PS5. Um, Green was jailed and charged with aggravated assault by strangulation and felony vandalism. Haskins, I believe they said, put her put his hands around her neck for 10 to 15 seconds. It was really ugly. I mean, it's just a toxic relationship gone about as bad as you could imagine. Big time fight. Both went to jail. I don't know really where the Titans go from here. This is a this is a situation where uh, I, I don't want to speculate, but. I think it's pretty clear that this doesn't look good for Haskins future. It didn't look good when they drafted Spears for Haskins. But now you have right. this, and that might be the straw that broke the camel's back. What do you think? Yeah, I and part of me, like, uh, trying to, I mean, gosh, and this is complete speculation, um, but trying to, like, like, get into the mind of, like, someone like Haskins. Like, what makes you snap like that? Well, what makes someone kind of, and look, relationships are a whole nother beast. Um, you can, you know, they can, you can find yourself getting in arguments that you don't ever expect to be in um but for me like i i wonder like I, part of me wonders if like the titans drafting tajay spears has um led hassan haskins to some dark places i don't know what he was like before he came to nashville i'm not I'm not a huge michigan football fan i know he was he was a good running back at michigan um but i don't know anything about his personal life or his off the field um lifestyle really and so i i wonder if like okay a season playing under Derrick Henry, where he did get some quality snaps. I'm wondering if the Titans then coming in and drafting Tajay Spears in the very following season, if that maybe brought some frustration. I'm not looking, and I'm not trying to make any sort of excuse for what he did. What he did was absolutely awful, and I still stand by my take. If it is indeed true or even half true or remotely true, I think the Titans need to just cut ties with them. There's no need to carry, especially at a position where you, unlike going off the NPF thing, unlike offensive line where you are very thin, running back, you have a, a plentiful amount of talent at that position. You don't need Hassan Haskins. And if he's yeah. going to prove to you that he's going to be this kind of person, this kind of character, you don't want Hassan Haskins. You don't want anyone like that remotely tied to your locker room. And, um, you know, while I do feel like there is, um, it is always nice to kind of not completely turn your back on someone and, and, and direct them to help, which maybe the Titans can do, but it is, it is disgusting and it's, um, it's unfortunate. And I feel sorry for his girlfriend. No man should ever put hands on a, on a woman, no matter what has happened. Um, and 
you know, even if, even if she's slapping you, hitting you, no, like you don't, there's no, there's no exception. Like, you, like fellas, like just be the, you know, for lack of a better term, the bigger man in the situation. And frankly, it's, it's just disgusting. It's something that I don't like talking about because it is, um, it, it has no place within Titans football and, and being a Titans fan. We've dealt with it before in the past. You know, we had the, the old Adam Pac-Man days. It kind of brings me back to those. That was, that was a player who was, who showed like what he can do on the field. Son Hatzkins hasn't shown you that. And that's a good me, point. Makes this, makes this cut even cleaner. Like just move on titans yeah. i don't i don't want to be a fan i don't want to have to cheer on sundays for anyone i know has this if it is proven true in their in their background and i want to reiterate that she was also charged with aggravated assault by strangulation herself and felony vandalism so she you know you know it was sure they were both arrested that doesn't i mean i'll let you guys paint the picture that you want to paint but anyways you're right about the the production standpoint like he's a backup running back if you have I mean, if there's any baggage at all in such a role for the Titans that is a, a minuscule role, mm-hmm. what's the point when you have right. another guy coming out of college who's got no red flags? That decision yeah. should be easy, right? 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 And and I, I remember a similar situation, not um, a domestic case, but I believe it was Tajay Shark who got in a fight outside of Tin Roof the night that Corey Davis was drafted in the first round. Kind of a, a replacement guy for Taj oh, Sharp. Yeah. You remember right, when that right. happened? There was an right. offensive lineman out there with him, I believe. I, I forget the name. Um, but I think that happened with Taj Sharp. But anyway, looking at the Titans roster, you have three running backs outside of Taj Spears, who I think is gonna obviously um probably you know slot into a bigger role with Haskins off the roster if that's what ends up happening, if all of this ends up being true. There's a lot of ifs here. But behind those two guys, you've got Julius Chestnut, who had nine carries last season for just 12 yards. Mm-hmm. He was um, he was kind of that underdog UF, UDFA out of training camp. I think he went to inter- Incarnate Ward um, and made the roster, was promoted to the active roster when Dontrell Hilliard was carted off the field with a neck injury in Week 14 against the Eagles. He's a free agent, but he also ended the season on season-ending IR. I have no idea where he's at in his recovery, but... He is not a Tennessee Titan. Behind Chestnut, you've got Jonathan Ward, who has NFL experience as well. He spent the last two or three seasons with the Cardinals. 14 carries for 58 yards, six catches for 52 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Then you have Chuck McClellan, the UDFA out of Cincinnati, who um, is kind of the wild card there. So those are the guys you have behind Spears, Haskins, and Henry. One of those guys is probably going to make the team if Haskins goes. I'm not yeah. not even probably will make the team if Haskins goes. I would love Hilliard. I would love to have Hilliard back. I mean, I I, yeah. I I feel like Titans fans are attached to Hilliard here for what he did when Henry went down, when him and right. Foreman kind of shouldered that load. But I don't know where he's at with his neck. The neck is a serious problem. And for him to yeah. miss the rest of the season, for the Titans not to bring him back, something must be going on there. But th- it, all of this is to say, behind Tajay Spears there isn't really anyone with much NFL experience behind them. If you can get 
validation that Hilliard will be healthy, then yeah, I think he's I think he's all of our number one pick he's because he, he proved he proved not only could he run the ball very well, you know, obviously going over 100 yards a couple of times uh, in the year Derrick Henry was sidelined. He um, he also proved to be quite the pass catcher too, which should not go undervalued, especially in the way that we believe the Titans offense is going to be moving under the leadership of Tim Kelly. So I think kick returner. Yeah. Yeah. Kick returner too. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So he's kind of more of a, uh, a Swiss army knife than even say a Derrick Henry is. So, um, and, and, you know, if you do have a Tajay Spears as your spell back to Derrick Henry, I think Dontrell Hilliard fits that role very well. Also, so I would love to have him back, man. He I would do when he has the ball. I, in his yeah, hands. but if he's if he's hurt in the least bit, I mean that's gonna be it's gonna be uh, it's, uh you, you're it does worry me like that the Titans like nixed him. I'm hoping maybe it was just a financial play, but if you could bring him back in training camp and say, hey, you know, here's a familiar face. We all know. Look, bad Durango. Uh, bad seventeen Durango. Turn turn your podcast off. But we all know how much Mike Brabel loves uh friendly faces. So yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe we get Dontrell Hilliard back. Uh, oh man, he would fit so nicely. I just wonder if Spears. He didn't. Ca- I don't know if he caught the ball. I don't think he caught the ball a lot out of the backfield at Tulane. I know he can, but at yeah. Tulane they didn't ask him to. Um. So Hilliard makes sense. Uh, you got, you know, Ward and Chestnut. I think Ward is probably the favorite for that RB3 if Haskins goes, RB4 if he stays. Um, but him and Chestnut, and I'm interested to see what McClellan can do. But yeah, at running back, the Tajay Spears show might begin sooner than most uh, anticipated, which might be good considering, you know, he has no ACLs. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the mileage let's get adds it. Let's, up. Look. Even though he doesn't get like carries in the stat sheet. A year just kind of practicing being with an NFL team. I mean, that's going to wear on him as well. I, I want to get as much juice out of that orange as we possibly can. He's not here for I, a long time. He's here for a good time. Right. So let's get Tajay Spears to see the field as quickly as possible. Fast track um, that man. Jack, from a relationship gone errant to a relationship that uh, the sky's the limit, I'll say. Got a couple of Tennessee Titans that rang the wedding bells over mm-hmm. the past week, which we will get to right here after a word from our friends at BetMGM. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Jack. Some positive Titans news to get to. 
if you want to view it as such. Traylon Burks tied the knot. He is officially married. Look, it's good to see a Titan get a ring. Am I right? <laughs> Come on. It is. Oh. <laughs> it is. And so did apparently Kyle Phillips as well. So we got That's a couple right. of Titans wide receivers uh, getting the old ball and chain wrapped around their ankles. I feel like this is going to do uh, this is going to even be harder for them to find that separation. Something the Titans were at the worst in the NFL at last season with uh, separation of wide receivers from cornerbacks. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe these guys can. Uh, prove us wrong but jack your first thoughts on Traylon and kyle phillips getting hitched not together i should also note that it, they did not marry each other uh two beautiful brides uh for the two of them i think they could make an awesome couple though um they yeah. are, i mean look power couple that's for sure uh, you asked me my first thoughts i think uh, that's that one's pretty easy congratulations to the two titans wideouts sure um yeah, that, that, I mean, that's great. Kyle Phillips getting married. Traylon Bur- I, I don't like that they weren't at each other's wedding, probably, because they happened on the same day, right? Um, yeah. But also, who am I to like or not like that? Because I'm not sending the wedding invitations. <laughs> well, look, but, you know, congratulations, a couple of wide good. receivers from the same draft class. You know, you got to think there's a little rivalry there. You know? Oh, you think, trying- that, you think that they... How, how do you think the news came across the wide receiver? Because that could cause some division. Whose wedding are you going to go to? Like, yeah. NWI, you got to pick one, buddy. He was at Kyle Phillips, by the way. Yeah. No, if you are, uh, yeah, if you're NWI, whose wedding do you go to? I think you got to get together as a wide receiver room and just assign team A and team B, team Traylon and team Phillips. Yeah. You want to split the room even. So that being said, I know Mason Kinsey was at Kyle Phillips. Okay, I was going to ask that. Mason Kinsey, where do you go? He he was at Kyle Phillips. They're the same. You would think that those two might have a rivalry more than anyone else in the in that room. Because no. they're two two white guys? Is that what you're saying? Well, they Jack? play the same position. They're the slot guys. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Sorry, Kyle. I mean, sorry, Jack. I don't I don't see color. Um, So Kyle Phillips and... Uh, man, so it seems like Kyle Phillips is winning this race. Did you say... Where did you say NWI went? He was at Kyle Phillips. Did anyone go to Traylon Burks' wedding? This is almost kind of like... Well, there's uh, plenty of guys left. Racy McMath could have gone. Um, you know, who are some of the bad guys that they have at that position? Colton Dow. Where do you think Colton Dow went? Colton Dow? I, I don't know that Colton Dow went to either. He's, he hasn't gotten any time to meet them yet. Oh, you know, you wedding invitations are new? precious. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like rookie hazing. You don't get an invite. You don't just hand you know? those out to guys in, you know, in, in your office. Like, no, that is true. Like, you normally you have to, like... Everybody at the radio yeah. station? No, 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 no. It's a good point. It's a good point. Like normally you have to get your RSVPs in before the draft probably even happened. So the RSVPs were probably yeah. due before Colton Dow was even a title. Plus Colton Dow was probably invited to Michael Rubin's all white party. You think so? He's big time now. Is he? You yeah. see Martin so like Tom Brady, Tom Max Brady, Jay-Z, James Harden, and Colton Dow. Colton Dow. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly Everyone's right. like, was he working as a caterer? <laughs> oh man he could definitely come across as a caterer i feel like he could pull that off a little under undercover caterer action hey look i serve serve it up colton serve it up my man um i what about um uh chris moore again i don't think he catches either i don't think yeah. he's invited you, th- you still think he's still pretty new Reggie Roberson Jr. 
I lean Traylon Burks because they came into the league together. Say that again. I, I lean Burks because they came into the league at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, I. It still seems to me like Kyle Phillips is winning this battle. It it feels like. Are there red flags for Traylon Burks? And now I'm not talking like red as in, you know, the cover of uh, the color of Arkansas Razorbacks. I'm talking like, are there red flags when it comes to the character of Traylon Burks? Because, Jack, I don't know if you've seen the movie Draft Day. But the big thing for the movie Draft Day was how many how many people went to uh, the quarterback's birthday party. Yeah, no, I saw Draft Day. Um, Bo Callahan, look. Are you are you saying that Traylon Burks is Bo Callahan? By the I, way, I'm not I'm not I'm not connecting those dots yet, but I am pointing out that both of those dots are connectable. Traylon Burks is much more likable than Bo Callahan. He's yeah. not a drama starter. We say that, but the guy does kill wild boars with his bare hands and with like with just a knife. Yeah, they got the, yeah they got that in common, I guess. A little, um, I think it's a little weird. Like when you're in the, when you're in the uh, cafeteria of the facilities there at uh, St. Thomas Sports Park, are you sitting at the table with the guy who kills what you're probably about to eat on your plate with his bare hands? <laughs> you, <laughs> you think Traylon Burks provided food that only he had hunted and, and, and killed? No, he I'm just saying, I'm just like, body. you know, you're maybe about to enjoy some delicious uh, pork chops. And then you're like, wow, the guy sitting at that table over there, Traylon Burks, the rookie, the new, he's still somewhat new guy entering his sophomore season. You're thinking this guy could have killed this animal that I'm about to eat. Like, that's what he does in his free time. Or are you going to go to Kyle Phillips, who like probably, I don't know, surfs in his free time, a Southern Cal guy. Yeah, I could see Kyle Phillips having like an all vegan wedding. You know, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Jarrell right. Casey and, and those guys got together, or maybe, yeah, I think it was Jarrell Casey and those guys got together, and and the Titans went vegan for a year or whatever, and it helped with injuries. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I would be scared of Traylon Burks, anyways, just looking at him without knowing that he kills boars with his bare hands. He's jacked. Right. The guy's a monster. Although I will say this, Traylon Burks, that photo from his draft party, um, just last season. Hey, uh, w- well done with his girlfriend. I'm assuming that's the woman he married. Uh, she's very, Whoa. very, uh, very pretty woman, very attractive. And I mean, I mean, obviously Traylon Burks is quite the looker himself. He's got eyes yes. that you could get lost in if you don't have a GPS handy. He's very he pretty. Is, the yeah. Titans have a very pretty wide receiver room, if I do say so myself. Uh, you, you know, you're not wrong there. If only those looks could equate to receptions, the Titans We'd would be, be business, the wouldn't we? It would I be mean, the wow. best wide receiver room in the NFL. NWI, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips. Yeah, I'll you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll tag Mason Kinsey. Colton Dow hits a well. certain demo too. Colton Stash. Colton Dow. You know, you're not wrong, dude. What what is? I don't even know what Chris Moore looks like. What he? Is Chris I know Moore he's got cool looking? tattoos. What? Uh, Chris Moore. We're both Googling Chris Moore right now. We Let's are. Okay. Chris Moore kind of. Okay. Now, yeah. Chris Moore brings us. I, I, bet, I bet he cleans up nicely. I bet he cleans up nicely. Chris I mean, Moore. Look, there's look, a lot of competition in that room. That, you, right. It, this is not a shot at Chris Moore. This is just a, a, a 
further proves how good looking the rest of the room is. Look, does Chris Moore look like he works for the Geek Squad at Best Buy? Sure. <laughs> but he's still like that. That's not a knock at his looks. It's just comparatively. <laughs> not look like that. You don't think he does? I no. can very see easily see this guy help me clear up some RAM on my laptop. <laughs> I mean, his whole torso is covered in tattoos. Well, yeah, his... the Geek Squad does not have a guy like that on their roster. <laughs> no, no, underneath the underneath the like the the polos that they have to wear. You think some of those guys are yatted up a little? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at him in the face, though. I'm not looking at his. Okay, okay. This isn't a full body. You're looking at headshots yeah. only. I'm looking at headshots only. Right. How do you, how did you get a full body image of him? Did you Google Chris Moore shirtless? I've got him. No, I see. I got I got a picture of him with his with his arms exposed, and then you can see he's got something like right below his neck. He's not a Geek Squad guy. That's that's unfair. That's an unfair unfair comparison to him. But Austin, the entire reason we got on this conversation um, before we get way too far off the rails is Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips getting married, good or bad for the Titans? Mm, 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 mm. That's such a good question. That is such a great question, Jack. And I'm curious as to know your answer as well as, uh, you know, or at least comparatively to mine, because we're coming at this from two separate angles. I, of course, have been married for what will be 11 years in August. And that seems to have worked out for you. Would you say uh, your your wife doesn't listen to this podcast? So, yeah, it's fine. It, It is what it is. You know, at this point, we're just basically roommates. Um, no, no, I'm kidding. I, I love her to death. I love her to death. I can only make those jokes because she does not listen to this podcast, nor will she probably ever, um, good for her, but I I love her to death and, and we're about to, uh, Oh, I don't even know if I brought this up on this podcast yet. We're, we're having baby number two. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I brought it up uh, on the air, but it was uh, kind of like hidden. Um, I didn't make a big announcement about it on socials or anything. Just shared the the video clip of it. So baby number two is due. When's it due? October 26th. Oh, football season, baby. Just ahead of uh, the Falcons uh, week. um, Oh, you've already you've already looked into the Titan schedule. You know when it's coming. Yeah, and it's coming. My birthday is October 21st, which I know you're not good at birthdays. So you might want to write that one down right now. October 21st. Um, so y'all, you so have a, it's a, possible that my kid could birthday. have, have my same birthday. Yeah. It's a little baby girl. Number two. So my mom and her dad are actually born on the same day, different years, of course. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, should I look and we are, we don't have a name yet. So I'm thinking about just naming this one. Also Derricka Henry. Yeah. We'll, the more the merrier. I, I mean, think the more Derricka Henry's we can have. Yeah. The better. Um, that way, if you know, we lose one at like an amusement park or something, we have the backup. The good thing is too, <laughs> you'll have like a month of the season to decide whether or not you want to pivot Tajay Spears. Maybe you have a baby named Derica. Maybe you have a baby named Tajay. Look, Tajay, something to think about. Tajay's gender neutral. Right. So is Spears. Yeah. Brittany. Hello. Hello. Hello, Brittany Spears. Congratulations though. That's awesome news. Right. Thank you. We're so lucky. You know, she's a star. Cry, cry, cry with her lonely well, heart. Well, another Titans fan. I mean, you're cranking them out at this stage. Look, I'm hitting my baby one more time, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Oops, I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Sorry. 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 Okay. So anyway, uh, quick aside there. Yes. uh, I love my wife very much. Um, Obviously, if I'm going to knock her up twice, that should tell you that I do. And um, draft her. However, I feel like with you being unmarried and me being married for over a decade, we're coming to this from very different places. So is Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips, is them getting married bad for the Titans, for their on-field production? Now, Kyle Phillips, we have a very small sample size of him being unmarried prior to him getting married, and um, we don't know you know, what the future holds for him. But I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to say, this is a bad thing for the this Titans. is a bad choice. This is more bad news. This is you got oh. NPF getting suspended. You got the Hassan Haskins mess. And now you're get you got these guys getting married, getting hitched oh. to me. And it's very similar to a take that I have about having kids. I mean, just look, look at me, for example. Once you start having kids, the more kids you have, the worse you become at your job. Uh, and I think everyone has proved this to be true. Look at, you know, Philip Rivers. You know, he is he took a steady decline by baby Terrible number nine with the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Just awful and did not go out the way he probably should have based on the rest of his career. But that's just because he couldn't stop having kids. Um, Antonio Cromartie, we kind of just he fell off the face of the earth, fell off uh, an island and um, 14 kids with eight different mothers. Yeah, it's look, I'm telling you, Nick Cannon, uh, my man hasn't. What has he done since Wild and Out? You know, it's a good it's a good point. Uh, we're forgetting Travis Henry, Travis Henry, the, another great example. The listen only to, one to that has stats. been the exception to the rule has been Patrick Mahomes, who had he lost the Super Bowl, I think it would still hold true. But he won the Super Bowl and won MVP. OK, cool. Great. So Patrick Mahomes kind of. uh voided that but he's the been the only one so far but yeah what so give me a travis henry pre and post having a child oh no i don't have pre and post because he was popping them out left and right he had 11 kids i don't think there ever was pre travis henry without having kids (laughs) Uh, yeah i think he had a kid by like age nine the youngest to ever do it 11 kids with 10 different baby mamas and by the way on his wikipedia it says at least 11 so there could be a couple unaccounted for out there my man's spreading more seed than Johnny Apple. That is for sure. And I, all I need to say is, I don't think this is a good thing. I don't, I'm, I'm worried. I think the, the production is going to slip. Look, when you are married, you have a responsibility. And I don't just mean the honey-do list sitting, waiting for you when you get home. I'm talking like the responsibility to be a good husband. It's something you have to worry about, something you have to you have to actively think about. And I'll be I'd be lying if I didn't say there are times when uh, my wife will send me a text and it's like, oh, we're going to talk about this when you get home or whatever. And I'm just thinking about it the whole rest of the show on the air and the rest of the show sucks. And I'm just not, I'm not on my A game. That can happen to NFL players as well. So that's why I don't think it's a good thing. Look, congratulations to them both. I, I wish them both a lifetime of happiness. But marriage, dude, it's, I, I think your game is going to slip just a bit. 
Well, you you didn't even bring up divorce, and we saw what happened when Tom Brady tried to play through a divorce. Ooh. And these days, fifty percent. I mean, that's it's either the greatest Burks of all times. Yeah, one yeah, of them. Well, yeah. One of them. Statistics say. Stuck. Statistics are saying one of them's going to get divorced. That's not us saying it. One of them is going to get divorced. That is history talking right there. Don't want to play through a divorce. Ask Tom Brady. I, I'll counter by saying. Cromarty, Henry, and Rivers all had a fairly successful career. If Rivers gets into the Hall of Fame, I will break things in my apartment. But that's neither here nor there. However, they did it, Henry and Cromarty at least, where I don't know how much time they were really spending around their kids at once. Because, I mean, with 10 different mothers of these 11 children, yeah, I mean, you can only be with one woman unless you have like some type of, you know, Utah... Utah pact where you know it's a sister wives type of situation yeah if they're all living in a compound sure yeah yeah David Koresh-esque um but I don't want to compare Travis Henry to David Koresh I think it's a good thing you want stability off the field I mean we're just coming off a Hassan Haskins segment for God's sakes We'll, we'll take the stability off the field we'll come home to a happy house that's what we're gonna do that's gonna help the Titans that's gonna be good for Kyle Phillips he's got He's got his off the field. Traylon Burks has has his off the field stuff handled. Everything's good. It's as good as it can be off the field. You don't have anything to worry about. Anything distracting you at work besides maybe gambling in the locker room with NPF? Yeah, so steer clear of that guy. I th- I think I think you're in good shape. I think this is great news for the Titans. I the stability is a good point. I I you know that's one that I did not necessarily consider in my argument. You do want um it, it, to me it's how long the honeymoon phase lasts, okay? The honeymoon phase lasts over a year. Look, we're we're looking at a good 2023 season for this Tennessee Titans offense. If the honeymoon fades real quickly and I think a lot of this stems from how how long they dated before tying the knot so if you dated like a long time before you're already used to each other getting married is just the official paperwork yeah Yeah. honeymoon doesn't exist there right like but if you're if you you know maybe you met like a year ago and you're like hey let's get married and you do then that honeymoon phase can still be very real for you that I think is a big deterrent as to whether or not these guys see success. Because look, again, this is coming from I'm talking about marriage from a guy who's been in this game for over a decade. Okay. Season am, that. I've I've been around the block and then some. Uh and then I return when I return home, I have to go circle the block again because my wife says I forgot something at the store and I have to go back and get it. Like <laughs> that that's how many times I've been around the block. So I think, look, I wish them nothing but the the best of of luck in marriage, but statistically, one of them will get divorced, and um, it's not going to. It's only going to cause more problems in that Titans wide receiver room. One where uh, a room where we need they and they are really only they're like two of the names. Think about this: Traylon well, Burks and Kyle Phillips are two of the names we are kind of counting on next season. And the, even though the third NWI got married earlier this off season. NWI got married? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're screwed. <laughs> the Titans are screwed next season. A position <laughs> where we were hoping we could count on a little bit more next season than, than we could last season. Yeah, there's no hope. We're we are SOL. I'm looking at this from a different angle, Austin. After the news that I've just been just just received, 
you were you were talking about how production dips after a child comes. What's that mean yeah. for this podcast? Oh, this podcast is going to suck next season. Um, oh, not even next season. The second half of this upcoming season. <laughs> once once baby number two comes, my man, like you better, you might as well just go ahead and unsubscribe because this podcast is going <laughs> to suck. October 26th, that is your due date to unsubscribe to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. So it is, um, if you thought we were bad now, just wait. Just wait just until Tajay Spears pops out in the end of this world. And I'll say this. I don't think my daughter. Oh, actually, you know what? My my first daughter. I I think she's been really bad luck for the Tennessee Titans. Okay. What her first her first game being alive that we watched together in the delivery room. Me holding my sweet little daughter was this Pittsburgh Steelers game uh, a couple seasons ago. Okay, where the Titans lost. Those and, never go uh, well. That was a very frustrating game. It was a it was a game. It was against a really bad Steelers team, and the Titans somehow found a way to lose. They I think they scored like sixteen points. It was embarrassing. But she had to overcome the terrible towel curse. That's a lot to come into this world and have to take on. Sure, sure. And I get that. I get that. Look, and it's never easy to play in Pittsburgh. So I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. She's only a day old. Okay, I'm not. I wasn't willing to blame her mm. right away. Um, then I think. Uh, let I want to. I want to pull up uh I, I i do know that they they ended up winning a they won their week 18 game i believe um okay so she was live for the Steelers. they they beat the 49ers on thursday night football uh a couple of days before christmas then they beat the dolphins 34 to 3 and i'm starting to think okay maybe my daughter's good luck for this titans team then they beat the texans i'm like boom they're three and one with my daughter they secure the one seed in the AFC. Wow. This is man, I should have more kids if this is Your how much luck was it's going to bring the Titans to ever happen to the Titans. Yeah. Then they completely blow it against the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs or excuse me the divisional round of the playoffs. And you think she had a hand in that. I'm not going to say she didn't, okay? Mm -hmm. Then uh we all know what happens in 2022. Just from Seven the game losing streak. Started seven and three, and then it just it the uh, the wheels fell off. And to and another thing, Derrick Henry got hurt in her first year live. That is true, right? That is true. She didn't get to witness Derrick Henry until that that playoff game and her first chance getting to see the King. Well, the King rushed for a, the tune of what forty yards. He's coming off an injury. He was coming off an injury. Coming off an injury. Coming off an injury. That's fine. Um. So then last season happens. Boom. So. What I'm thinking now is having a second kid can only get better, right? Like it's hard to, I mean, I don't want to say it's hard to get worse because I guess it could technically could get worse. The decade of 2010, the 2010s, I mean, it, it could get much worse. It could get much, much worse. I'm just thinking like having a second kid, she's got to be like the second kid's got to be the good luck charm. Like it was for my family, not to brag. I was second number two. Born. Yeah. So, and I don't my, know if my family was like, thank goodness. They, well, I've got a, someone who's going to probably amount to something. Uh, and that is being a once a week Titans podcast. Titans fanboy podcaster. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think my parents aren't proud of me? Hey. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I think baby number two is going to bring some good luck to the Titans. So maybe, look, maybe those first six weeks without NPF go rough. 
But just wait till baby number two comes. That's going to be my mantra for this season. Just wait Talk for about baby reinforcements. NPS coming back and baby number two. I mean, if if this season starts off rough, we should look into inducing my wife sooner than her due date. And when you look at the schedule past your daughter's due date, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Carolina, Indianapolis. Those are winnable football games, Austin. Oh, look, I'm not saying I'm just saying, okay, my first daughter did nothing for my Titans fandom. Nothing yet. I'm starting to think baby number two. He's going to Derrick right. Henry version 2.0. You heard it here first. Just we wait till baby hope. number two comes. Look, hashtag just wait till baby number two. That's going to be our rallying cry after every Titans loss in the first six weeks of the season. Well, that is if they do lose because uh, Jack and I still have them predicted. 17 to go. And 0. Uh, yeah, I still got it here. 17 to 0. Um, All right. Uh, before we go, uh, it, we'd be remiss if we did not say something uh, about the legend himself, Mr. Steve McNair. July 4th passed, and um, it is that is obviously the day where um, we lost uh, one of the Titans legends of yesteryear. And uh, I look, I think we kind of, I don't want to, in lieu of saying like the same things that we say every year, McNair was the legend. He was great. The way he went out, obviously, was uh, troublesome and tragic. Um, Nobody, and, and way too soon. Nobody should go out like that. For sure, for sure. And, um, but it's, uh, the, the kind of guy, man he was. And I think anyone who knew him personally, even his, even his late wife, I mean, his late wife, his wife, um, and his, his two sons who knew him, like they still speak very highly of him, despite of how everything ended. The guy was just, a, he was good for the community of Nashville. He was, he was a, he he was good with people. He was good with fans. Um, I I do say this. I it is funny to me how people talk about him now. Of like, you know, he's a true warrior. He's a, you know, if Steve McNair played today, <laughs> Titans Twitter would eat him up with their frustration over how little he practiced and how he was always on the injury report, and then would. You know, he did miss a lot of games because of injury. And then there were a lot of games where he would not practice until. But he also you know, played through like terminal illness, and, essentially. Yeah. And like and like cracked sternums and stuff yeah. like that. So he <laughs> yeah. was he was hella tough. He was country boy tough, as uh, Brad Hopkins likes to say. And he always used to share. If you if you have some time, go back and listen to some of our Uncle Brad Hopkins episodes, because he would always share great Steve McNair stories. And um, I believe he did this morning on uh, Ramon, Kayla, and Will. Did I get did I get that right? RKW. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Because I I a lot of names okay. in that title. A lot of there's way too many. Clean names that up in that a little. Shorten it. Let's just call it like the morning wake up or something. You know, like whatever you want to call it. Like <laughs> Ramon, Kayla, and Will. That is that's a lot of names to remember, and in that order, it's hard to brand. Tough to brand. But, but all look, three great to this podcast. Oh, the, we love them all. We love them all. Um. But, I'll say uh, interesting stat about McNair because you know I, I I I do think McNair should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he was probably a win away from being in the Hall of Fame. I know that this, the box score warriors are going to disagree. And, I mean, co- former MVP, and if he wins that Super Bowl, a Super Bowl winner, MVP, Super Bowl, probably Super Bowl MVP too. He gets that. Yeah, if, if he yeah, wins. you're right. You're I mean, right. That's a lot of trophies in the cabinet. He's the he's eighth all time in rushing yards by a quarterback. Eighth 
in the NFL's history. That's and good. we're talking about dudes like Michael Vick, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, who's just played for a long time. Uh, Randall Cunningham, Lamar Jackson, Steve Young, Frank, Fran Tarkenton, all in front of him. Young and Tarkenton, I believe, are the only two guys in the Hall of Fame. Russell Wilson probably gets in. Me and Austin and were talking he, about. Me and you were talking about uh, Cam Newton. I don't know. I don't think so. I I don't think so either. He had the I same. Think... He really had the same career, right? Wins the MVP, MVP, loses lost the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but he, and McNair never looked as washed as Cam Newton has. In well, the last and season. I think I think the difference is McNair did it in an era before the scrambling quarterback was as these weren't designed potent runs potent most as of it time. is today. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like think about it. Like when McNair was doing it, it was even before the Michael Vick days. Like it was. Having an elusive quarterback, and I, and like I, it was like around the time of like Cordell Stewart, and you were like starting to see a little more athleticism at the position, but it was still pretty, you know, it was like kind of paving the way. And look, and that's not to take anything away from you know Randall Cunningham's back in the day, um, but he was like he was kind of at the precipice at like NFL teams looking at that position differently and being like, oh, maybe we should put athletes at at the position at the, you know, or, or putting running backs to the position like the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. Um, I, it is, it's, <laughs> I think teams are just starting to um, look at it differently because of, because of guys like Steve McNair. And I think that is like the case you could make for him for making the hall of fame. But I mean, he's not in now, and, and so, he's which probably not tells me he's not ever going to be, which is uh, a shame. When he retired, though, it was just Cunningham. I guess probably Vic was probably ahead of him. But Vic, Cunningham, Young, Tarkenton, he was top five in rushing yards all time at the point he retired. Maybe, yeah. maybe Vic hadn't gotten to him at that point, but I don't know. I just think that he's probably the most underrated football player. And I, I know I'm a Titans fan saying this. He's got to be one of the most underrated football players, underrated quarterbacks in at least my lifetime. I think so too. And and I do I do worry because I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Um, because I, I do like whenever it comes up, I always think back to that day of when I found out, you know, that he had passed. And I always think back to like his career and like how will he be remembered? And that's the thing. I just want him to be remembered because I want especially Titans fans, but I would love it for NFL fans to just remember that like Steve McNair, like he was pretty damn great. And you feel like he his did death some things overshadowed. through the football. Do you feel like his death kind of overshadowed his career a little bit just because of how tragic it was and how shocking it was? I don't know. I don't know. Because part of I me if it thinks like if, if I, I think his career would still be looked at the same way. Yeah, if, he was he was still, if he was still, if he was still with us today, I still think people would, I don't think people would, they would view his career the same way that it is now, which is like, yeah, he was good, but like nobody, I don't know. I don't feel like, I wish people could like go back and just watch games of his yeah, and just see the like fourth quarter of the games that he was playing how he would air out games, how he would manufacture drives, how he would run the ball. He was so hard to take down. I, I think back to that play to me, the one of the greatest plays of his entire career wasn't, you know, the final play of the Super Bowl. It was the play before the final play. Yeah. 
I think about that. That is the quintessential Steve McNair play where he does whatever it takes and stuff like he would make you, oh, he would make you want to pull your hair out. You're like, what are you doing? And then it would go right to that was awesome. <laughs> you know, like it was just, <laughs> and that was Steve McNair, like in a nutshell, that play. Cause I remember thinking that cause he was just kind of trying back there. The seconds ticking away on the clock. And we're like, what are you doing? Throw the ball. And he's like, kind of, you know, he's like, what he was doing was he was baiting the defense in Kevin Carter and whoever else was on the edge there on the other side of the line for the, uh, for the Rams. But they're both coming in and I'm like, and Kevin Carter was a freaking beast. Back oh, then. no doubt. And so for him to like come out and like he grabs onto his jersey and I'm like, oh, great. There's a sack and there's no business escaping that tackle. There's the game and he gets away and then finds I I believe it was Dyson on that play, too, wasn't it? That uh, he finds him open at like around the 10 yard line, gets it down. Oh, my gosh. I that was and luckily they had a timeout because otherwise the game's over on that play. But makes that play happen. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. This is it was unreal. And that was just the quintessential Steve McNair play where it's like it's not over until it's over. And like the that brand of quarterback, I mean, that might be done. The McNair, even though kind of the Roethlisberger. Yeah. That that could be no more. Yeah. Well, I I think you brought up Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton was Carson Wentz is tough, but an idiot. I I think Cam Newton was the closest thing to Steve McNair we've had since Steve McNair, right? Yeah, I think Roethlisberger in his heyday. Yeah, Roethlisberger played a lot like McNair. Roethlisberger could scoot for sure. Yeah. I don't know. McNair is one of one. He is. He is. And yeah, just wanted to take some time to remember him on this podcast. Love that dude. I always will. Obviously, he's McNabb, the the jersey behind me. McNabb. Ooh, that's another good. McNair-esque, and a guy who went to a Super Bowl, lost. lost. Did McNab? Yeah. Did McNab? I don't know that he won an MVP. I would be surprised if he won an MVP. McNab, no MVP for McNab. Big yeah. East Rookie of the Year, though. People forget Syracuse legend, Syracuse legend, six-time Pro Bowler. Um, also a guy who greatly benefited from playing under Andy Reid because post Andy Reid. Did not was not the same guy. Andy Reid does not get talked about enough as being one of the greatest coaches. If it wasn't for Bill Belichick, I I feel like he would. It's kind of like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Like Peyton Manning doesn't get looked at as one. I guess he. I guess he definitely does. But uh, no, but Peyton Manning should get more more respect, and he would have won a lot more Super Bowls. Uh, He would have been much more decorated. Same with Andy Reid, although Andy Reid isn't having a problem right now. It's a great take. It's a great take. I I actually I agree with that a, a thousand percent. So, um, all right, Jack. Um, I think we've 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 covered everything, right? Um, yeah. Unless somebody just got suspended for another gambling violation. Well, if they did, here's a name to throw out. Bring back. You know, we talked about bringing back Dontrell Hilliard. What about Dennis Kelly? Is he available? He's currently a free agent. Man, that wouldn't that kind of be the nail in John Robinson's coffin if you brought back Dennis Kelly now and he worked? I I mean, look. He's a right tires. I, I'm always, you know me. There's one of the reasons why we do two-tone blue 
on this podcast, Two Tone Blue. Kick the tires. I'm a kick the tires guy. I love kicking tires. Kick as many tires as you can. When is this thin? You might as well. I mean, I would break my foot kicking so many tires. Yeah. I I think just look kick kick the damn tires just kick them. You Run the damn kick ball them. has turned into kick the damn tires. Kick the damn tires, right? <laughs> my how far we have fallen as a fan base. <laughs> um, just why not? You know, you never know. I just even if it's not even you, know, you don't have to be a full blown Rob Baronis kick. Okay, just give it a little little nudge with your foot. You know, like you're like you see like a a dead animal on the ground, and you're trying to see if it's if it is indeed dead. You know, you just give it a little nudge with your foot. A little Sam Sloman poke. A little Sam Sloman. A little, a little Sammy Slow. Why not? Um, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. Follow this podcast at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A Gentry. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. Follow us there, and uh, if you want to interact with us, talk to us. Tell us what we got wrong, because we know we got a million things wrong on this podcast. Share with us your takes on marriage, whatever it may be. We just want to uh, interact with you because it makes being a Titans fan and this community that we've built amongst this Titan Up podcast that much more fun. Uh, we appreciate all of you who have subscribed, rated, and reviewed this podcast. We urge those of you who haven't take the 15 seconds. If you're, especially if you have the Apple podcast app, that's how you listen or even Spotify too. It's very simple. Just scroll and, and uh, to the bottom and punch in a rating, give us five stars. And in the uh, comment section, just put four and a half stars to the tighten up idiots, 0.5 stars to buck. That way, you know, since we share this feed with other podcasts, they know where your stars are going. We appreciate you guys so much. Jack, do you got anything for the road? Nope, I don't. I don't. Uh, and even if I did, I'm going to save it for next week. It's a save it for next week season. We can't run out of content. I feel like the Titans have provided enough for us. Training camp's right around the corner. Football's almost here. This is the last month without some form of NFL football. Hold strong. We're going to make it. We've almost made it. I can't wait for football to be back. This is our last, last month of no football games, I'll say. Um, so, I mean, technically the season starts in September, but like, you know what I mean? Like last month without like actual like, oh, hey, football is like starting kind of, you know, does that make sense? No, totally. Look, I, sense. I, I'm grasping at straws here. Okay. We're just know that we're, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. So just bear with us. And speaking of bear, if anyone is coming up to Chicago, August 12th, when the Tennessee Titans take on the Chicago bears for the first game of preseason, yeah. let me know, let me know. Cause I believe I'm going to be there. I want to see you and I want to meet you and I want to, uh, I want to get a photo with you and I want to hang out, um, before right. the game. All right. You're getting a, you're getting a little friendly. You're getting a Tuppers. little friendly. Tuppers. Let me know. I want, I want to, I want to see if there's any Tuppers coming to Chicago for that game. So if you are Maybe coming, come to Chicago. let me know. Maybe I come to Chicago and we, meet. why don't you, we've, we've never, we've never, we've never held each other. Fun fact about Jack and I, we've never met in person. Is that wild? Is, does that just blow your mind? He comes, to, he I, comes to Nashville, never hits me up. I don't know. Well, that's on purpose. But if you come to Chicago, you better hit me up. All right, we'll see. We'll see about it. All you right. got a while. Love you.
We love you guys so much. Uh, make sure you follow us on all the socials. Follow A to Z Sports on all the socials as well. A to Z Sports. And Jack, with all that said, until next week, tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans.